Spider Episode 20, The Visitor. 20 episodes in, Chuck, Bat and Spider, Episode 20, let's hit it. Yeah, this is Episode 20, Um, here we are, uh, The Visitor, the bottom of the hour, I am Dale underscore A, and this is your other host, Chuck Forsman. Mm. <laughs> what song are you singing? I don't know. It's like I just made up like a techno song, how I would hear it in my head. Like God. the um, like my week spent in Cancun, Mexico when I was 20 years old. Wow. Techno and that... Uh, if you... If you're like walking in the mall and like techno comes on, do you just flash back to Cancun? Is that, does that happen to you? No, this is for some reason I just thought of Cancun. I usually just flash back to me like listening to techno in my 89 Dodge Shadow, like turned up. Oh, just Dodge driving. Shadow. God, is there a cooler sounding name for like a, just a regular looking car? I know. Yeah. I know. And I had the, uh, it was, not, you know, I'm not trying to. i'm impressed look i'm i'm lay it on me it was white and it had like a spoiler and instead of like lame car badging that said shadow it was like fluorescent pinstriping like a fluorescent vinyl sticker and it had like shadow like like you were like it was like a um like they were like ocean pacific ocean pacific what were the, what's yeah. that brand like board gecko, shorts? like yeah yeah like gecko wear it, and it was like like yellow gradient into fluorescent pink and it oh said shadow like if you if you get that fucker up to 90 miles per hour you're like at the beach all of a sudden like you just transport there oh man i was like california hunk all yeah. over again there's like people playing volleyball throwing frisbees yeah. rollerblading and then, then there was Dale underscore A opening the uh, driver's side door so he could place an order at the drive-thru window because the window, <laughs> because the driver window never came down all the way. If I tried to roll it down, it would like fall into the door. Oh God, that's that's what my Toyota Corolla was like. I would s- sit there fighting, trying to get that thing back up in the dead of winter because uh, man, it was cold. That ca- those time. cars, those car people don't know how lucky they are with these cars nowadays. Like. Cars used yeah. to have zero insulation. Like it was like, yeah, like you're in a tin can. Like that's yeah the amount of insulation you had in like an '80s like Corolla. Like it you was really insane. are. If you're if you like go to park somewhere and it's the fall or something, as soon as you turn your car off, your feet are going numb from being frozen. <laughs> yes, yes. And when you're on the highway, like you fuck, oh, you yeah. feel like you're on the highway. You hear everything. It's it's kind of terrifying like if i was in there ne- like it's like you're on a motorcycle like you're like mm-hmm. you can you like yep the road is right under there you're like fred flintstone you know yeah it's it's just she- like sheet metal yeah if you had a rusted corner or something i mean whole mm-hmm. water air oh. one oh, uh one night my uh my girlfriend and i we were driving, we were leaving uh, the Regal Cinemas, which the closest one to our house, my house at the time was like 45 minutes away. Yeah. And we were turning and I like went into this huge puddle and then I drove all the way to her house, which is like 45 minutes away. It turns out when I drove through this huge, awful puddle, <laughs> I like took a chunk out of my oil pan <laughs> and I like 
I made it all the way to her house, yeah. but then as soon as I parked the car, my oil just leaked out all over oh, her driveway. Oh, man. <laughs> Freaking dad hated me. Big oh, piece of shit that I was. God. And then he like, in order for me to be able to get out of his driveway, he like <laughs> patched up my oil pan with like boating marine techs. Oh like my God. harder than steel glue and wow. then filled me up and sent me on my way. Oh man, what is a- there anything more like mortifying than being a teenager and like your car breaking down and you just like having no yeah. like life experience or like right. car skills? <laughs> no idea. Like, man, like what am I gonna like like and it feels like the world just closing in and you're stranded and it's just like it's just like ugh. And yeah. this is like before, you know, you know pick up your cell phone and make a call you know this is like oh yeah you're just like oh out this there, is man i mean it's the worst <laughs> once you get a taste of being able to leave when you want and then yeah. you can't yeah or you're like you're like rolling on e empty and you got like you know you, you emptied out your piggy bank at home and or like you sell yeah. some cds at disco round to get gas money just so you can yeah drive just around for the out. day yeah yeah you and your best friend are like like holding hands hoping you like make it to the gas station yeah yeah oh i've been there man Woo! hell yeah dude oh what a ride god god it's funny how sometimes a song will transport me back to those days like i'll put on a certain album it's just like oh i'm like in that Mm -hmm. in that teenage mode driving through the snow that's all that mattered in that moment so in that shadow, my mom bought me a, a, a head unit, a mm-hmm. CD player head mm. unit for that mm. car. And she just bought it for me. I don't know where she got it, but like she didn't, you know, some places you just buy it. You don't, they don't ask you the model of the car or if it's going to fit. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I just want to buy that yeah, yeah, head yeah. unit. Okay. So she bought, she buys it and it's like a Daewoo. Mm-hmm. So at the time, I mean, this is pre Daewoo cars. Now I don't even think Daewoo exists, but uh, then I had to go into like the uh, the car stereo installation store with <laughs> yeah. a, with a head unit I didn't buy from them. Yeah, and I was like, "Can you put this into my car?" And they're like, "Yeah, what kind of head unit?" I was like, "It's a Daewoo," uh-huh. and he's like, "It's a it's Dave who." It's like that like set the precedent for like me being seventeen Ugh. and just like nobody. Dear God. And I'm at their mercy. You know yeah. what I mean? They could have charged me what they wanted oh, at that yeah. point. They had you by the beans, Dale. Yeah. I inherited the um, my blue Corolla from my, my 84 Corolla from my older brother. And it had, it was a hatchback. Do you remember those like, like they would have like the, it was like cardboard with like carpet glued to it sometimes in those old hatchbacks oh, yeah. that would like go up and down. And he had yeah. like, he like ironed on like Led Zeppelin uh, patches onto that. Hell yes. <laughs> and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> That's amazing. But I think he took the uh, the head unit out of that before I got it. So oh, I just had like, I was rocking a jam box on the, the passenger seat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever it takes, yeah, you know. Whatever it takes. As long as you got tunes mm. and mm. gas money, however you're getting it. Freedom. Yeah. Back then, uh, you know, gas was like 89 cents a gallon, too. Yeah, it, it was amazing. Like, you could get, you could like, you could have two bucks and you, you'd be set. Yeah. Gas. Yeah. Yeah, you're to get around <laughs> town for sure. Yeah. I remember that. Can you imagine like going up to a gas station now and getting like $2 worth of gas? Like, this is like so you're insane to me. <laughs> yeah. 
As soon as you start uh, your car again, it's like half of what you just put in it. Yeah. God. God. Anyway, at the bottom of the hour, remember the visitor. The visitor. Stay tuned. Uh, Chuck, what else has gone on? What you've been watching anything? You've been doing anything? Mm. Drinking kombucha? Yeah, I'm trying to get through a bottle of kombucha for the first time. I've had sips I before. I can smell the vinegar from here. Whew. It's um, it's good. I'm I'm getting into it. I think. I'm gonna will myself into liking kombucha. Um, in the mail today, I got my video violence cassette soundtrack from Terror Vision. This is a beaut. I can't wait to take the uh, cellophane off of this and and put my gr- gr- grubby little paws all over it. Mm. Um, but yeah, just from the outside, it's amazing looking. It looks so good. Yeah, I'm really glad. Video violence, as a, as bat and spiders monster would say <laughs> yes um but uh actually i watched a movie that blew my socks off the other night called alphabet city mm. um this was this is a recent release from um i bought it from vinegar syndrome but it's not actually theirs technically it's this new label called fun city editions um and i think they're gonna do like all, I think it's all New York City based stuff, probably from the 70s and 80s, like independent film. Um, I think, but this is like their first release. It's their only release so far. But I loved this movie. It's by the um, this director, Amos Poe. Um, and it's just about a guy with the coolest leather jacket you've ever seen. He's got a, speaking of your white Dodge Shadow, he's got a white Trans Am. Mm-hmm. And he's like a, Big, he's like the drug dealer in the neighborhood known as Alphabet City, and on I think it's the Lower East Side. Um, and this is like the early '80s, so it's like I, I guess it, during that time in real life, it was like it was like soup. It was like nothing but junkies, and like if you walked there, you were guaranteed to get mugged. You know, it was like a yeah. scary place. Um, oh yeah, but it's just a, it's a, it's one of those movies. It's all in one night, and this guy, it's just him driving around collecting money um trying not to get busted by the cops and the whole time he's got like the big dog played by the uh chief of police from the first ninja turtles movie is like the he keeps calling him on his car phone tell him to come up and see him and he knows like things are going bad and he needs to get out and he's got yeah. he's got a uh, his girlfriend in this amazing loft apartment she's an artist so it's she's like surrounded by like huge paintings and they have a baby together, um, and their relationship is just amazing. It's lustful yeah. and it's loving. Uh, wow. And he just, but he he needs to get out, and it's about him trying to get out. He's just got to get out. Um, and it it's a great movie. It's I was like, it was cool. It was just yeah. like you know, yeah. I knew absolutely nothing about it. Uh, I read the description on Vinegar Syndrome and pre-release pre-ordered it like months ago and i forgot about it and just showed up and i was like all right i'll throw this on yeah but yeah i highly recommend it i think it's on uh on uh, amazon prime too if you uh, want to stream it but it's a nice package okay. if you want to buy it nice I would, chuck i would encourage you um to support fun city because i want to see what else they uh put out what did i watch i watched a couple movies this week um a couple highlights would include Stephen King's Graveyard Shift. Ah, I've never seen Graveyard Shift. Is it good? good, Should I watch it? It's a good movie. Uh, You know, it's it's probably, well, I think it's good. I mean, it's probably like your typical 
middling Stephen King fair of yeah. the time, but uh, I just like overall, it's a story about a, a sort of monster that lives underneath an, an old textile mill in Maine. Ooh. But the uh, just the town that takes place in and the mill that it takes place in just seems like so real oh, cool. and lived in. It's it's like. I don't know, more than even like My Bloody Valentine and those mines and stuff like that. It mm. just seems like um, the textile mill is like a character that adds so much atmosphere to the movie itself that uh, uh, I really like it. I really like the movie. I haven't seen it. I probably haven't seen it in God, 30 years, oh, 25 wow. years. I can remember like peeking through my fingers. My dad would had thrown it on at his house. Like, you know, nice. I, I remember that. So I only remembered... Most of it, but I don't even think I remembered the end. But I really want to go back and read the short story now just because of the, um, just the way, even this is 1990, but just the way like the mill was treated and it's like overrun with rats and they're just, their method of, um, disposing of the rats is just like shooting it with a fire hose and like the rats are just like wow. being flushed out of the building and Brad Dourif is in it and oh, he just like, choose the scenery oh man is like ultra southern accent it's it's great i mean i if if you even not i even might throw for, this on tonight i mean this yeah uh, this sounds like ultimate comfort food to me yeah it's 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 really like i don't know it's just something about the atmosphere yeah. and brad durf obviously and was was uh, the short story was it in that same collection with stand by me that one is it like called seasons or something like that uh it's not in that one oh, okay because i purposely checked because I, I do have that one on yeah audiobook. i think i read that one a while ago uh, that's got the nazi one too right yeah um i forget which one this was in but i looked it up but i forget it mm-hmm. so um, yeah that's that's that uh yeah so that's um i mean that's that's my highlight probably i also nice. watched a cool uh, alligator movie called rogue from 2007. Oh, I saw that on your letterboxd. Yeah, I never heard of this one. Yeah, that was some um, from the director of Wolf Creek. Oh, is that the Australian one? Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, I think I saw that in the theater. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it was a pretty good uh, creature feature. Just um, you know, a big giant saltwater alligator sort of terrorizing a stranded boat and uh you know, it was a good entertaining, a lot of like uh a lot of a handful of you know Australian actors where you look and say, oh, it's you know so and so or so and so. Sam Worthington's in it pre Avatar. Oh wow, Sam Worthington! Yeah. Remember when he was going to be like, like it, yeah. it? It felt like he was being like prepped to be like the next Arnold or you know next big guy, you know, yeah, action like, star, and it just yeah. kind of didn't happen. I don't know why. Right, he was going to be yeah like. Like your Christian Bale or or something. Yeah, he was on yeah. the cusp of something, and then yeah. maybe I mean, who knows? Maybe he's like he has to live at a trailer at the Avatar production facility or something. Who knows <laughs> yeah. what he's like locked up in? It right might now. be that he might be uh, locked in some James Cameron Avatar contract where he can't do good movies. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So that's where got to be an Avatar this. ten filming <laughs> in twenty sixty. Right, he'll film it all now and it won't come out for another 20 years. Yeah. Should we uh, maybe hop into our feature presentation? Yeah, let's let's see what kind of uh, lemonade we can make out of these lemons here. <laughs> in The Visitor, spoilers, 
This is like you go to the store to buy lemons and you come home with like diapers. And you're like, how am I going to make lemonade out of this? <laughs> right. Yeah. You're like, I can't. Like, I have the sugar, I guess you could do. Yeah. I swear to God, I was buying lemons. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck, what is The Visitor? Oh, I'm glad you asked that, Dale. The Visitor is about famous film director John Huston. He plays the titular visitor, who is basically an alien, I think. That comes to Earth to collect an evil child who lives in Atlanta to bring that child back to Space Jesus, played by Franco Nero. <laughs> Jesu Christo, as they would say. Yeah. And boy, does he take his time doing it. That's my best uh, <laughs> description of the visitor. <laughs> that's good. There's a lot more that happens, but I kind of feel like that's all that happens, actually. Right, it's it, right. It's the perfect like antith- antithesis, yeah. yin yang. It happens, and yet nothing happens all yeah. at the same time. Yeah. This, uh, I don't. I mean, this episode could be our shortest ever. Um, it could be, but that's not to take away with. I want to say about the visitor. Mm-hmm. I liked the ambitions that the visitor had. Yeah, but literally nothing was executed. Upon, yes. Whatever threads they started like throwing out there at the beginning of the movie, like simultaneous threads, I don't know if any of them were really made sense by the end. It was a strange feeling because you got the idea that there was there was someone at the helm, like there was someone in charge guiding you, and that they seemed very confident in what they were doing with this story, but yeah. it just never connected, like things there were cool ideas random scenes that were cool like if you describe them to me or i like saw them in a trailer I'd be like oh yeah that sounds interesting mm-hmm. but in practice it just like it came out very boring like scenes that should have been like like if you describe to me yeah this movie has john houston just staring at the stars and there's like close encounters type things happening in the sky yeah. i'd be like wow that's i mean that sounds really cool <laughs> yeah um uh, but somehow I was, I was man i was checking my watch but you know i was like this mm-hmm. is this movie's too long for what what it's giving me i feel like um even though it was like throwing just like bucket of paint after one after another at me um, yeah like you were wearing <laughs> fox fur yeah coming out of uh del frisco's <laughs> Or Zanzibar, and you know somebody was there throwing plot of the visitor at you, yeah, like scenes, yeah, um, yeah. It's it's very weird. It's multifaceted. Lance Henriksen's in it, and he plays this basketball president who, at the very beginning of the movie, is like turning this basketball team around. It's it, yeah, like uh. You know, he is rebuilding it seemingly with endless amounts of money, which seemingly this money is coming from this satanic backed cult. I'm glad you said the word satanic because I didn't get that from anything in the actual movie. And it wasn't until I read the Wikipedia, which yeah. described that 
there were like a, an Illuminati board of white men <laughs> that he would go meet with periodically. That yeah. it was just they were described as Satanists in the Wikipedia entry, but I don't remember anything satanic in the movie. Did right. did you well, get that from the movie deal? No, I got that from Wikipedia too. Oh, Joe, okay, so. All right. no, because <laughs> like, I was I was I mean I was genuinely yeah. like I was like maybe I missed something like because um, I didn't get like. I mean, there was some like Christianity stuff, like with Franco Nero, he was like a space Jesus, like he looked Total like Jesus, space kind Jesus. Of. Yeah, totally. So I think there was like an idea to like meld uh, aliens with Christianity, mm -hmm. which I think is a cool idea to sort of like explain maybe what, you know, what humans believe as one of mm -hmm. their major religions, like through the use of aliens and things that happened long ago. Um but, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, so randomly, just as an aside, like the editing of the, of the basketball game, uh -huh. so random that it's like these two like unknown fake teams. They're like fake. The San Francisco miners versus the Atlanta rebels, which right. I, I questioned the, uh, idea of making African-American men wear, uh, jerseys that say rebels on them rebels yeah yes uh <laughs> but then the like they didn't have an it seemingly they didn't have enough shots of the basketball game so they edited in a literal like half a second celebratory um scene from a philadelphia 76ers game did they i, I like, didn't catch I that I rewound it and paused it, and there were like 76ers gear all over the <laughs> court because I guess they needed a big crowd cheering for this team. God, was, um, that the, was that the Spectrum? <laughs> yeah, probably at the Spectrum or, yeah, yeah, or Connie Mack Stadium or where they played in 79. <laughs> probably the Spectrum. Um, uh, yeah, so Lance Henriksen is... is I, I don't know where to start with this movie. Lance Henriksen is... Uh, He's being invested in, right? This Illuminati is is choosing yeah. Lance Henriksen as their golden boy, but only if they can get this woman, only if he can get this woman to marry him, so they so he can impregnate her with evil. Right? Yeah, they're they they're very intent on him getting her pregnant so they she can have a son. Now she already has a daughter, who will meet, and who is you know, a problem child and has powers that like during that basketball scene, like when we're introduced to her, we see she, the, uh, her daddy's, her stepdad's team is about to lose, yeah. but she, <laughs> she explodes the basketball with her mind. Right. And that's the end. And since that never went in, and that that was it was legal and i guess everyone in the stadium and the referees in the league were okay with it right like he, oh, well the basketball have, exploded out of nowhere they she <laughs> couldn't have like twisted the basketball player's knee or yeah. just made the shot miss yeah yeah the basketball I mean, exploded inches from going into the <laughs> net and everybody was okay with that yeah they were like okay well let's not just like rewind put 10 seconds back on the clock try yeah, it again let's redo it get a new ball because the Faulty other one ball. disappeared yeah um <laughs> which which okay she's at the basketball game but then everybody comes home from the basketball game and the mom's like i it, i got the impression that she was supposed to be there with their babysitter the whole time yeah but she was at the game wearing her sunglasses 
Yeah, and was she incognito? Like hanging out, in? like uh, courtside. Like she was like right, uh, uh, right by the the one hoop. I think, right behind it. So here's the weirdness with the daughter. As it happened again. Her name is Katie Collins, and she'll be eight years old. <laughs> Yeah. She is evil. She is very like a Damien-esque type Omini character. And she is pushing for the mom to to get pregnant for a baby brother too. Oh yeah. But not but not once do they ever show Lance Henriksen and the daughter working in cahoots. Not once do they ever show the daughter under the influence of yeah. external forces. That might be the same external forces as Lance Henriksen's. So is it two different forces pushing them in the same direction? There was a lot of things like that. Like it felt like there were so many ideas of greater powers meddling on this family. Right. But no one was like working together and they weren't sharing their work. (laughs) You know? Precisely. (laughs) Yeah. They weren't like, yeah, they weren't like, um, you know, she's storyboarding so, uh, this plan together. Like, they seemingly have the same plan. She wants a little brother to what? To help run the world with because they're devils? To kill babysitters? I don't know. You never find out. To play Pong with on that amazing Pong yeah, setup with that projector? You, now, let's talk. Okay. How much Pause. does that projector cost, Dale? Is that like a $20,000 unit? Back in 1979, how much did that apartment cost? That penthouse. <laughs> oh my! I mean, God. with that, with that, like Russian, like Olympic Winter Game yeah. uh, monument pool on the outside, like those. <laughs> yeah. That, how crazy was that? Those weird pool? spikes. Yeah. If that if that building still exists to this day, I would love to know. I read it was shot. It was shot in Atlanta, but also in Rome. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know where it may, that house could have been in, in uh, Italy somewhere. Oh yeah, we should say this is like uh, I think it's mostly an Italian production, so it has that very. It's almost giallo, where like I think all the dialogue is recorded after the fact, and you know, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's got that weird disjointed and, feeling. <laughs> and and more on that, the I'm glad. You, like I didn't think of that, but the the score is very Jalo esque. It kind because of because yeah. it's not spooky. It's not and, and how how otherworldly? How ill fitting was that score? It's like disco jivey kind of. Uh, yeah, it was like the score from an episode of Charlie's angels. Yeah. 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 It was like lots of horns. There was, there was like one part during the um, ice rink scene. There was like ambient music that played before that crazy score came in that I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, that's awesome. And I thought it w- might've actually been Brian Eno. Um, Cause it made me think of uh, his album music for airports. I think it's called. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. and I looked it up. It came out. Like he recorded that the year they were shooting this, so I'm, well, I wouldn't be surprised if they were just you know 
the composer. It was just in the in the air that you know ambient music. Yeah. Um, so he like kind of used something like that, but uh, but yeah, the score was weird. I mean, it it grew on me. Like I liked it, but it again, it it felt just like everything else in this movie that it didn't fit in this movie. Like it. Yeah. It's like they just randomly pulled it off the soundtrack shelf. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They went to uh, stocksoundtracks.com. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and had an intern just randomly <laughs> pick something. So then girl is bad. She does bad things with her powers that she doesn't quite understand yet. She has this awful Southern accent and she's like a pain in the ass. She's a little asshole to everybody she meets. Oh God. She's uh, awful. And John Houston is this, um, you know, observer that I honestly until halfway or more through, I thought he was just bad too. Like he was. Yeah. Yeah. I, was I wasn't sure if he was good or bad for the, a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was weird, but he was there to keep an eye on her to make sure she didn't murder too many people, I guess. Um, <laughs> he didn't do a good job. I mean, like no. I said in the description, like, cause all he does at the end of the, he just takes her away and to go back to space Jesus and right. removes her, the bad part of her personality and then shaves her head and she's fine. Uh, yeah. But like, what, what, why did he wait so long? Like, why did he wait for um, her to cripple her own mother with a, yes. a gun that she made appear in a present that she got for her birthday? This scene, folks, <laughs> lis- listeners, if you don't watch anything, just search the visitor gun scene. I don't know. She, it's her birthday party. She opens a present, and the present is a handgun. Now, this is the present that her her mom's friend bought her. We know it was supposed to be a like a bird that talk, like a talking like stuffed bird. Oh yeah, right. That they showed this lady buying, like they, you know. So we knew, okay, that's what was in here. But she opens it up, and it's a handgun. Go on. (laughs) It's a handgun. So she pulls it out. She stares at it. She shrugs her shoulders and she like softball lobs the gun onto the coffee table. Yeah. Like from 15 feet away, the gun lands on the table and a gun shoots her mom in the back. Like severs her spinal fucking column. Yes. And how about this look that she gives after it happens? She's just like, it's like a, she's like, oh, I didn't want this gift. Yeah. Like, it was like someone like it was like her mom didn't get shot in the back. It was like someone turned on the fa- the kitchen faucet. Like that was her. I don't know. Like it was just this, <laughs> the weirdest reaction. Like she had just heard a noise, but she thought she was crazy. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what that was. Yeah, huh? I don't know. Whatever. Hmm. Yeah, it was so. I was like, whoa, this girl is evil. Yeah, and John Houston's just lurking outside the windows, looking. And can we talk about how this house was like Grand Central Station? And oh, yeah. it Please. seemed like there were no locks on the doors because people would just walk in mm-hmm. willy-nilly. Like everyone, John Houston, Glenn Ford, the police detective, everyone would just like walk in this house. Like, hey, I was yeah. going, you know, just start snooping around constantly. It was super weird. This, this house reminded me of... Um the Cumberland Mall, which I used to work at, it was all made with like dark brick and literally like every um every visual aesthetic design to it was just Ugh. green succulents and green foliage. There yeah. were so many plants in this there were so many flowerless plants in this apartment. It was like a jungle. 
this house, this that set was like the visual, the 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 decorative equivalent of this movie's ideas. Like it, like any idea yeah. went. Like it was like, yeah, yeah. let's just sh- shove everything in here. It doesn't matter if anything goes with the the, 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 the with the other stuff. Like it's insane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was. It was just like let's do it. Let's just get it in there. It's, we want art. This yeah. is art. Art and plants. I saw the plant company. The nursery even got a shout out in the credits. I thought that was nice. Oh, well, props to them. We no, no, no harm. You didn't pick out the plants. You no, just provided no, them. Wasn't your fault. Um, I almost when this started, I almost thought this was like a Scientology movie because of all the space alien weirdness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh. I was like, I was like ready to start Googling. I was like, is there some Scientology connection? Cause you know, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't think there is. Um, I don't know. Um, my God. I mean, there's so much, if it sounds like we can't focus on anything, um, because it's, it's, it's a really hard movie to talk about because it, it's just, it is just so many disparate ideas. Uh, yeah. That, and, and the and what we started bringing up as as storylines in the movie, they're just ended. They're just resolved by, yeah, you know, like the Illuminati cult is. They're just all killed by a flock of birds in one night by I guess John Houston. Oh, that's right. The, okay, the, yeah, but the, no, there's no payoff. Yeah, no, it's so weird. That's the other thing is birds are. Like, I don't know, this director just wanted some fucking, like, a lot of birds in this movie for some reason. Yeah, symbolism or something. Yeah, I don't know. Like, Katie, the evil child, she had this, what was it? Was it a falcon? That was like a, yeah, like, hashtag falconry. That was, yeah. uh, that was a, a bird of prey of some kind. That, yeah, that I almost thought that's why you picked this movie, Dale, because I know your, I'm your a huge, obsession yeah. with falconry. Yeah, um, absolutely. I, um, I, 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 admittedly, it was a beautiful <laughs> bird. It was, but yeah, she's I got this like, like to take hunting pet falcon that is like pecking people's eyes out. Uh, but th- the that oldest, was the other thing is like in the known world. Yeah, that that's the thing. Like that's the, another connection that they didn't like that they really failed to make. Like I think Katie was supposed to be controlling that bird. I think, sure. but they don't. No, but she's not. Like so there's no. Like it's her bird, and so, like you'd think she has some like psychic connection with it, and she's making it do these horrible things. But, but they never really hint that yes, that's actually happening. <laughs> yeah, and she barely acknowledges that the bird's ever there. Yeah, except when uh, Shelley Winters, who who gets hired on as the the um like the housemaid, she brings in her fake her like this huge bird cage with fake birds in it because they yeah. make her feel comfortable what if and, you i mean what if you the little hired just like i hate them she's like, like there i hate those fucking things get them, them out birds. of this house i want them gone what are these oh just a hobby of mine artificial birds they make me feel less lonely and i don't know i think they protect me careful squeaky might rip them apart and anyway i don't like them what do you it's a they're clockwork birds <laughs> I mean the bird the the cage is three and a half feet high, and she's mm-hmm. and the and the maid is making a point to bring that to her new place of employment. Does she take it home at night? Yeah, I don't know. That was I don't know. She was Shelley Winters who played the maid was probably my favorite actor in this. 
Yeah, um, she was probably great. because she got she had the pleasure of slapping the s out of this little oh. girl <laughs> more than once. And boy, I mean, did did it feel good to watch Dale? Like I, yeah, I'm not into abusing children, but are you still here? Why, yes, I am. Where's my old whipping boy? You will say, where is my mother? Are you crazy? Where is she? For once, once in your life, you will be polite. Say it. Say it. Boy, this little girl had it coming. I'll tell you what. (laughs) Yes. I mean, it was pretty awesome. And it's funny because she reveals that she was brought, she sent, she accepted the job so she could keep a watch over this evil, evil child and make sure nothing happened. Yeah. Literally, when she says that, she's, the the little girl's like attacked. Like, (laughs) as soon as she reveals her true purpose, the little girl is put in so much peril. She yeah. she's not doing her job. I yeah, I did not understand that whole thing. And and then like towards the end of the movie she's even like hanging out with John Houston on the top of the building. Um in this weird scene where she's like she wants to John Houston to take her away to the space place, space heaven. Space heaven. And he's like, "No, nah, I can't do that." But she's also like kind of like lusting after him i got yeah. that's the feeling i got and he totally yeah. just shuts her down and yeah it's like totally, oh man not, he's above all that <laughs> i was Carnal. like her something come on <laughs> yeah i know she just had to hang out with this devil child for you you know yeah <laughs> i think i don't know i don't know i mean yeah like john houston shows up as the babysitter one night but you know but Katie's not repulsed by the goodness. The evil doesn't doesn't reel back in terror from him. Yeah. Like, that's where I really thought he was just evil. And, like, he was going to prep her and be like, we're going to take over this bitch. And we're going to kill everybody. Yeah, yeah. I was just waiting for something. I was waiting for gore. I was waiting for horror. I was waiting for something to happen. And Yeah, even and was, Katie, like, she, like, the worst thing she did was just, like, swear at adults. Like... Yeah. Other than like throwing the gun and crippling her mom. Like, right. I mean, and you could argue that was just an accident because she didn't like deliberately do it or as far as we know. Right. Um, she did, um, you know, like pick a fight and personally attack those ice skating boys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which was very weird. That, yeah. But I was also like, I, th- what did she pick that fight? I don't know. It, I think she did. Oh, did she? Okay. All right. That, that was, I mean, that was a cool scene though, because it was like juxtaposed with uh, John Houston just coming down this, like the, the tallest stairwell in the world, like right yeah. next to this ice rink. <laughs> and oh, I don't yeah. know. It, it was so dumb. Like nothing made sense, but I was like, okay. This that is was kind a of stairway a cool to heaven. I mean, that was <laughs> yeah. like, he was walking down those stairs forever. Yeah. From that, I'm guessing he was coming from his building, the rooftop where he was hanging out with those, the Baldies, setting up their. I don't know. Transport. I mean, but uh, unfortunately, the other part of this movie uh, was just, you know, this crippled lady was just the victim of Ugh. everything. Yeah. Like, she was just, it, it really, like, didn't sh- 
put a, a, a light on what you know a da- disabled person was capable of because yeah. she was frankly she was the victim of everything i mean it, like in a grotesque way as well like this is a sci-fi horror movie but uh you know at a certain point like she's uh stalled out on the side of the road with her devil kid and you know she can't get out of the car because she's handicapped but also you know she's rendered unconscious and like loaded up aboard this tractor trailer and impregnated um yeah so like with by doing surgery on her yeah and which seemed i don't know i don't know how they they do that in real life but i don't think it involves surgery right uh i don't know and then you know she shows up to this like doctor's uh that old doctor that she knows and yeah but who was her ex-husband did you catch that oh i didn't catch the ex-husband i think he's katie's dad and it's her ex-husband. Oh my god! Who's a doctor? Which they don't. Which again is a thing. Like, if he's her father, but... where the hell? Like, why is he not hanging around? Like, helping yeah. you know raise this kid? It was so weird. <laughs> and but yeah, but that was Sam Peckinpah, another famous film director. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, this it's, it's like the casting. The cast was you know star-studded. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just it was so many roads to nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but like all that was, you know, they find out, she finds out she's pregnant by, uh, how she get a phone call or something or, you know, some oh, the old, no, message. John Houston just walks in the front door again. Cause it's not ever locked and just says, yeah, they impregnated you. And she starts right. freaking out. Right. So she goes and, you know, she gets the abortion. So that problem's solved. Yeah. Um, uh, but Lance Henriksen is also like, as soon as they find out, as soon as the Illuminati finds out that sh- he can't close the deal and get her pregnant, like he's written out of the script. He's done. Yeah. I was honestly shocked when he came back. So I was like, oh, I guess they just didn't want to deal with his character anymore. <laughs> yeah. But he does, he he does was... come back in the end to, to get killed by a plastic bird. But that's about it. That was another scene where I was like, this movie, like, I think he wanted to make a giallo or something like. Because that yeah. weird elaborate setup to kill her, and also like it's all about this woman Barbara. Like things, are, it's it reminded me of all the colors in the dark because it's just like a helpless woman and things just keep happening to her. Like it's just, yeah, she's surrounded by people trying to change her life and do things for her, and she had no control whatsoever yeah. over it. Yeah. And 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 you know, there's nothing visually like a turn off. There's it's there's no gore. There's no anything so you know it probably like lessens the the impact of it but she's still just a helpless woman at the crux of it and she's got no control over her you know future because of the fact that she's wheelchair bound it's like they almost like they're like by the time the writers get to the end of this movie they're like you know what we should put her in a wheelchair somewhere in the beginning (laughs) so we can just we can do everything we need to do you know what i mean I know. And I was so confused when Katie throws her through that like bubble fish tank that they have in their house. Yeah. And like the next scene, she's alive. I was like, oh, like, cause I was like, oh shit, she just killed her mom. Yeah. I was like, like, is she dead now? Is she like impaled? But no, she's fine. And I was like, oh, what? (laughs) Like, what was the point of that? Like, lessening the impact once again. It's just like, let's just take this handicapped woman and throw her through this glass sculpture. Yeah. It was insane. Uh, boy, 
Oh, one other note I had is I the focus puller on this production should have been fired like day two because there were mm. <laughs> so many scenes out of focus. I was like, what? Yeah. These yeah. Europeans, Dale, they just, you know, they don't <sighs> care. They're laissez-faire about focus. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, at, at the end when somehow the mom survives, mm-hmm. I guess she's alive. Lance Henriksen's dead by the plastic block of birds. Yeah. But then like cue to space heaven with katie in it so where's the goodbye between daughter and mother where's the redemption of the daughter are is is just like are her sins washed away because now she's in heaven but where's the explanation yeah i know and there's not even like a scene of her being taken away by john houston right like he's just on the building watching colored lights like having a trip yeah she's being studied by like psychologists i guess and then all of a sudden, cut to space heaven with John Houston, and he's got Katie there with a shaved head, and she's right. all not evil anymore. And then she's, there's like voiceover work or voice Jesus or space Jesus is like, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, she didn't die or we didn't kill her. And John Houston's like, no, we don't harm children. She's become just like the others. She thought I wanted to kill her. You can't kill children. Only the evil part. Yeah. But, but we like, just remove the evil from them. Right. And and also put them in space heaven and to, away from their lives yeah. and their parents. Which kind of looked like they were doing like, like it was like a classroom. Like they were like learning from space yeah. Jesus. Yeah. That's, yeah. Like, is he holding a class? Is there a bigger uh, ecosystem here? Is there a colony? Yeah. Is of- he like just like the, the social studies teacher? Are there other? Right. Jesus's, <laughs> yeah is it yes Down exactly is it uh are there like adults you know yeah. going to their job while these children are at school mm-hmm. i don't know that's we'll never know yeah i don't want to know dale yeah honestly. we're better off we're better <laughs> i kind of don't want to know <laughs> um who's the visitor i mean i don't yeah yeah i it's a strange movie like it like and i was like i was like interested in the seeing what the what else the director did and he only did like two other movies and they were just like italian sex comedies i think <laughs> like completely like nothing related to this and i was like man how did he get this job and why was the the vision so seemingly like grand it did it did say something like the producer on this movie wrote like came up with the idea like the whole thing was his idea mm. which makes me think okay so like a guy with money who produces movie was like i've got this amazing idea for a movie and i'm gonna make you idiots try and yeah make a movie out of this and it just like, didn't work he's like bear with me let yeah. me get to the end yeah we got franco nero he is space jesus <laughs> video nasty <laughs> thank you thank you Dirk. yeah uh, uh yeah so palate cleanser oh and r.i.p that hot dog vendor that got smushed Oh, I guess Katie did oh, yeah. do some destruction. I forgot about that. She killed that hot dog vendor. Yeah, and why was that again? What was he Don't was he going to bring about the salvation and and save somebody's existence because of No, it's cuz what's John Houston went in the hot dog cart to hide from Katie. And so she dropped that ladder, mm. that like fire escape ladder on it. Mm. <sighs> Heavens and Murgatroyd. Yeah, I mean, we, th- this is like it. We it had Alamo Drafthouse's logo on front because they did a big re-release of this in 2013. Um, 
you know, it was sort of like, I think they presented it as sort of like a lost, you know, classic type thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, you know, if anything, it was on Tubi, so it's got that going for it. Oh, Tubi. Thank you, Tubi. I, like, the way um, Tubi just recommends things after... I think yeah. I might just use Tubi as the barometer. Maybe I'll let Tubi select my movies for me when it's my turn to <laughs> I know. choose. I, I definitely love like, Tubi. I, I love when it like suggests like a crazy movie next. And I'm just like, God, I wish I could just, I just keep watching and see where like, this road takes me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I was like, oh man, if I could just take this ride right now, yeah, yeah, I yeah. would be, I, I'm into it. But you know, the problem as soon as you like turn away or like exit out, you'll probably never find that movie again. No, you know what I mean? No. It's anyway. up to the Tubi gods at that point. <laughs> it is, yeah. You either got to take their hand or you're you're uh, <laughs> you're rejected, sent to hell. All right, Dale. This is the part of the show I think where we uh, we start talking uh, with our listeners and uh, yeah. checking out the feedback they're giving us. Yeah, and you can provide feedback as well, dear listener, if you would like to. We have an email address batandspiderpod at gmail.com send your emails send your voice memos send whatever you want the batandspiderpod uh, at gmail.com your gift cards whatever uh, we also have the bat and spider hotline obviously you can give that a call uh, phone number 315-544-0966 and that that is our bat and spider hotline also, our my plea to whoever was trying to tie the number to their Google account must have worked last week, obviously, and yeah. uh, we have gotten no more notices about that. So, thank you for stopping that. I appreciate it. Here we go. From oh, first up from technical advisor Slim from the seventy millimeter podcast. Uh-huh. Um, it's weird. The subject of the email button speedo. What's that? <laughs> Uh, thanks for doing F13, assholes. That's it? Yeah, I what? think he was referring to last week's episode where we covered yeah. Friday the 13th. Maybe he didn't like our take on it. Yeah, that's I, that's the only thing I could think of, too. I mean, we had like those couple of criticisms. Yeah, but it wasn't, I think overall we liked it. Like, yeah. It wasn't like, yeah. I mean, it's a classic. Yeah, exactly. I'm I mean, sure. she like that one hitchhiking girl that got her, th- you know, like throat slit there yeah but i don't think that i mean whatever sorry slim i hope uh yeah i don't know maybe maybe he slim needs to look inward maybe there's something in his own life that you know make yeah. him lash out at us for some reason i don't know yeah slim anyway thank you for the email though we appreciate that obviously yeah thanks for the feedback uh next up tj hamilton hey guys loved your offbeat friday the 13th episode where you actually talked about the 1986 film hamburger how about that Dick Buckus, a Mike Marvin soft porn classic, Tim? Hmm. Tim, Tim did you email the wrong show? I don't remember talking about um, 1986's Hamburger, the movie. But Yeah, uh, that, I mean, that sounds like it would probably not be a good episode <laughs> to cover. Yeah, I wouldn't listen to a show talking about that. That's Yeah, sure. you, you would need like, I don't know, a whole whole like theme of a podcast set up around trying to do something like that next up is from our boy severin cox i have a question for chuck how would you react if you had a conjoined twin like belial who had the brain of dale 
Also, I wanted to say thanks for the great content you guys released. You, you've introduced me to some great movies. Well, that means a lot. Oh, uh, thank you so much for that comment. Um, yeah, we've watched some great ones. Yeah. But boy, if if I had Dale as Belial, I think, I think my life would be so rich. I think we would be cracking each other up probably 20 hours a day. Uh, I think the jokes would be flying fast yeah. and loose. <laughs> I, I mean, I, 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 fair warning, Chuck, probably at times I do have a short, short hair trigger like Belial. <laughs> so like, especially if I was given like a, just a shit life like Belial. Oh yeah. I mean, if you were a monster on my side, like neither of us would have like uh, wives or girlfriends no, or family. Like we would probably still be doing this podcast, but just like living together in some apartment watching DVDs all day. Oh yeah, I imagine that's what it would be. (laughs) And we would have like a foam wall, like wrapped around your upper half, so like my audio didn't bleed through onto your mic. Oh my god! And when we watch movies, we have to have two screens: one upright for me, and one on its side because you're always like tilted to the side. You know? Yeah, yeah. It'd be like a like a forty degree angle or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Well, I think we would have fun too, Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up, we got some a voice of me, Aeolas. Oh, Matt and Spider. <laughs> oh, I'm just thinking about Chuck's like human fist-sized drain in his shower. What do you? What kind of shower do you have that the drain has an opening where six to eight? hot dogs to be hanging out oh god in there and then how hot was the water to be cooking the dogs how long how long have been in there and like is there a bunch of hair and like like old bars of soap you know the sliver ones that are kind of cracked and then but really mucky on the other side and you put your hand Corey am I going to be able to finish this email Corey (laughs) is this safe for the pod uh, uh, anyway, great episode. Um, still not over that. But uh, think of how cool um, patron saying, saying Uncle Frank Bat and Spider t-shirts would look with oh. Bat and Spider bat shorts. Bike shorts. Bat and oh. Spider bike shorts. Yes, I was talking about the skin tight, colorful, but with Bat and Spider. But anyway, Uncle Frank shirts, I would totally be down to have one of those. Keep up the great work. See you next episode. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Corey. Great voicemail. Um, obviously, he was referring to that story I told the last beginning of the last episode about the hot dogs on my drain. Um, yeah, we've I've gotten a lot of reactions off yeah. uh, outside the show from people and saying how they can't stop thinking about it and the hot dogs on my drain and the smell that must be like. Yeah, I know it was it was weird. I, I, I it's you know it, it, it is what it is. Um, you know, Chuck, welcome to home ownership. <laughs> Thank you, Dale. <laughs> yeah. And that's a good idea for a shirt. Uh, uh, for for an Uncle Frank shirt. My gosh. One of these days, I'm going to buy that screen um, printing uh, t-shirt mm. press. And things are going to start happening. I don't know if I've I, mentioned that on the air, but I one yeah. of these days, I'm going to pull the trigger. I just got to organize that basement, Dale. I have a feeling if that were to happen, I mean, we would have to try to like at least let him know. 
You know what I mean? That this was happening because we are so just into it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. We yeah. would just have to be like, look, we love you so much. Um, we just, yeah, we would need to find his address so we can send him a sh- like a bloody foot wrapped in the t-shirt. He <laughs> 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 would love that. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Corey, thank you for that. We love you. Next up. What is up, Bat and Spider? This Butter. is Ian, longtime listener, first time caller. Uh, wow. I just wanted to say thank you for your awesome podcast. I look forward to it every week. The chemistry between Dale underscore A and Chuck Forsman uh, grows each week and warms my heart. Uh, but I wanted to call in specifically because of your guys' episode from Basket Case. I believe that was last week, maybe two weeks ago. Um, and I absolutely loved it. Your guys' passion made me go f- hunt it down. I uh, actually got a trial for the Arrow Video channel on Apple TV just to watch that. There's also a great uh, great group of B-horror movies in there if people are interested, Arrow Video. Um, and I love the movie. Full of heart, obviously a bit wild of an ending, um, <laughs> but I really enjoyed it. So I want to thank you guys for uh, your passion leading me that way. Maybe next up, I will uh, finally pull a trigger on some sort of Tales from the Crypt box set. Who knows? Anyway, love you guys. Talk to you soon. Ian, my gosh. that I mean, first off, the quality of that that recording on his voice. Seriously. Um, Obviously, he's a seasoned podcaster. He's the host of Movies That Changed My Life, Um, a pretty recently launched pod from uh, IMDb. Ian is a good friend of the show. Um, and man, that rules. I can't believe we got him. Our passion bled over enough through the uh, the airwaves so that he queued up Basket Case. Yeah. Um, of all movies. <laughs> I know. Which is like, that's amazing that we could influence somebody to watch Basket Case. How insane yeah. is that? Just the yeah. Belial's bleeding and like howling. <laughs> Is enough to want somebody to turn the movie yeah. off. God, I love the howling. I, I usually don't like scream screaming, but for some reason, it's like, I, it's like this. It's like watching people screaming in like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Like I just loved it. <laughs> I loved it. Um, man, that rules. I've always been. I've always wanted an Apple TV just so I could try that Arrow TV channel because it's. I think it's the only device that has it. Yeah. Um, I looked into it a little bit more because it's legit. Like if you have, um. And I, you have to, you have to have an iOS device. But if you have a Mac, um, you know, with the TV app on oh. it, you can you can channel it through oh, really? there. Yeah. Oh, cool. Oh, um, nice. You get a, it's pretty sweet. You get a thirty day free trial before you can have to commit. And after committing, it's only five bucks a month, which nice. isn't bad. There's yeah. a ton of stuff on there. That's cool. Wow. Oh man, I might look into that. Yeah. So any think, uh yeah. yeah Chuck any iDevice any Mac oh, cool. uh, something like that I confirmed. I think all. my my TV does the AirPlay now, so I have a oh yeah I, I could probably send it over for my iPad. Yeah, nice. Uh, all right, next up. 
Yo, my boys, Button Speedo, this is Gino, you know, Gino Cyber 93, yo, I heard you guys read Uh-oh. my review of Hot Dog, and man, I pissed myself re-hearing that, man, yo, you guys want to get into some great nudity movies, man, some yeah. great gratuitous nudity, I got a list for you, like Nude for Satan, Private School, Playbirds, Blood Bullets, Sorority House Massacre 2, The 18-Year-Old Virgin, and my personal favorite, Weird Science. All right, bros, check you later. Oh, my God. Wow, Gino. Um, boy, again, I don't know. I think some wires got crossed down at Podcast Central, and we are getting somebody else's <laughs> voicemails and letters. I don't know what's happening here. Yeah, um, maybe. But Gino... I I I approve of your enthusiasm. Yeah, I, Gino. Whatever energy you're bringing, Bat and Spider is like soaking it up. I, we appreciate yes. the like you know the misdirected email, but I don't know like, if you'll ever hear this because obviously you sent it to the wrong show. But uh, yeah. if you do, you should consider listening to Bat and Spider. It's not a not a bad uh, show, and you might enjoy it. Another reference to Button Speedo, which is pretty f- interesting, pretty funny, super weird. I guess I guess they're kind of similar in name, so yeah. maybe I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we're just yeah. If that's a real, whatever it is, I mean, whoever cre- created that name is a genius. It's hilarious, actually. Here we go. Next up, we got another one here. Stay tuned. Man, we're gonna have to start doing hey there, a whole separate show. Oh, sorry. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be sorry, like the ahead. Friday listener feedback show. Obviously, yeah, we're gonna have right. to do just like letters and voicemail episodes all right yeah roll it hey there bat and spider uh first time long time short time big time uh chuck dale you ever heard the movie last man on earth starring vincent price i think you'd be into it it's a great vampire movie spoilers uh black and white yeah give it a try man okay if you guys were into listener-recommended movies, maybe you are. <laughs> All right, bye. T- Tim, you know we're into your listener-recommended movies. Yeah, you're the only one we were into that for. Was he in the shower again, Dale? I I think, yeah, he's it's like his thing. I think it's his, his kink. kink. <laughs> Jinx. Um, What was it called, the movie? Last Man on Earth? Yeah. Not the uh, Fox sitcom from a few years ago, right? <laughs> right. Not with the... Uh... With Will Forte and Kristen Shaw. I have seen that. But no, I have not seen this movie. Um, man, yeah. Give us, give us the deets. Have we done a Vincent Price movie, Dale? We have not. I don't think we... Oh my God, that's... Whew. I almost this... started watching Household Haunted Hill today because it mm. was up after The Visitor. It was a record movie. Ooh. That's a spooky one. Um, yeah, we should, uh, we should at, at any rate, even if we don't do that one, we need to do a Vincent Price one mm-hmm. at some point. Thanks, Tim. Thanks for calling in from your shower, Tim. I appreciate it. I hope there's no uh, uh, packaged meat in your drain. <laughs> I mean, that would have to be, you must take some hot ass showers for the hot dog to be even cooked a little bit. But yeah, I like, do, you know. Yeah, no. Thankfully, I don't take hot ash hours. Right. So. Hey, next up, uh, 
for another one from Timo Thief. You can use if you want is the title of the email. So oh uh, let's see if this is getting cut oh, or not. Yeah. Hold on to your tomatoes, folks. <laughs> hey, guys. How are oh, you? Oh, God. Hey, uh, Chuck. Um, oh God. Look, man, last time I was over, I took a quick shower and I might have dropped some hot dogs. Um, <laughs> whatever you do, don't touch the hot dogs. <laughs> My words, Tim. All right. Well, that's that solves that mystery. At least it's it makes sense now. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, because he came over to help me paint the outside of the house a few weeks ago. So um, that makes sense. It's his fault that there were hot dogs in my dream. That make okay. Well, you know, at least it's less of a mystery now. Like I'm not yeah. as freaked out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm not as freaked out as if they appeared out of nowhere. Why he had them in the shower. That's none of my business, and I'm not nearly as freaked out. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad they're not ghost hot dogs, like haunting my house. Right, like that, I'm ever thankful for that. Yeah, no matter Speaking what. Speaking of which, our fire alarm, our smoke alarm's been going off randomly, mm. and it and it I it was it came to my my mind grapes last night. I was like, maybe we're being haunted by the previous owners of the house because it's an odd. Like it's not. It goes on for a few seconds and then stops. And that's it. Like, it's not full on. Like, I have to go turn it off. Yeah. And it's not like the battery warning thing. It's just like going off for a few seconds and then stopping. It's weird. It could be because it's expiring. Possibly. They're brand new, baby. Oh, man. Put them in because they had to put them in when they sold the house to us. Yeah. To put brand new ones in. And they're, I looked down, they're rated for 10 years. So I don't know. Shit, I don't know. I don't have an answer for you then. (laughs) Sorry. Are we all out of listener feedback? Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. Wow. Thank you, everybody. That's big overwhelming. Week. It's big week. Big week. Big week. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for sending yeah. those in. We love you and we appreciate that you take time to send us any sort of feedback. We love oh, you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, Dale. Yep. I believe it's my turn to pick a movie. And I pick. Oh, actually, I was. I just. I want to preface this. I was a little. I was inspired by your pick of the visitor, mm-hmm. um, by going a little bit outside of horror, which is w- w- our comfort zone. But yeah. I always imagine this show that we are including all kinds of low budget cinema. So, yeah. Um. So with that, I thought I would delve into crime a little bit because I'm a big crime fan, Ooh. and there's this movie from 1972. Directed by Barry Shear called Across One Hundred <laughs> Across One Hundredth and Tenth Street. Um it's uh it's it's kind of I think it's like on the cusp of being classified as black exploitation. Um, but I think it's more influenced by black exploitation than being an actual one. Mm. Um it stars Anthony Quinn and uh my boy uh What's his name? Yafo. I can never pronounce it right. Yafet Koto. Oh, yeah. Um, who is a legendary. I mean, he's an alien. Oh, yeah. That's probably like the thing you, you would probably recognize him from the most. Um, of the running man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but I, I have seen this movie before, but I've been wanting to rewatch it ever since because I liked it so much. Mm, um, I'm into and, it. 
Yeah. And it is, I mean, it may not be horror, but I remember it being very bloody. So uh, we're yes. going to get lots of raspberry jam. Yes. For sure. In a daring robbery, some $300,000 is taken from the Italian mob. Several mafiosi are killed, as are two policemen, Lieutenant Pope and Captain Matelli, are two New York City cops trying to break the case. Three small-time criminals are on the run with the money. Will the mafia catch them first, or will the police? And I gaze oh, yeah. down upon my activity from friends, and I can see that one Anna Ghoul already has it in their two-watch list. Oh, nice. Awesome. And a goal Maybe always can... one step ahead and always. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Somebody you uh, need to emulate because <laughs> they got it going on. Oh, yeah. And this one is, uh, I think it's, I think it is on Amazon Prime, but you can rent it any, at uh, your, uh, your rental store of cho- choosing. Um, yeah. It seems like it's everywhere. So easy one to find, uh, to stream. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Um, yeah. excited to watch something a little bit. Uh, off our usual path and get some some grimy crime stuff in here. Yeah. New York, 1970s stuff. Yeah. I think it, it'll be good for us to, you know, start working our way outwards like that. You know what I yeah. mean? Because it yeah, is yeah, all-encompassing. Yeah. It's, as long as it's turds, mm-hmm. uh, garbagey turds, low budget, we're into low it. Low budget with love. That's all I, that's yeah. all I ask for. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Should we end this one, Dale? Do you I feel f- satisfied? Yeah, I feel good. I feel like uh, it was a nice steady clip. I mean, it's still like, yeah. Dale, oh, I almost finished my kombucha. This is a <laughs> world first for me. Wow. So, I mean, mark it down. Somebody finished their kombucha in this world. <laughs> uh, I mean, not no, not to slight Mel Mendes Not going to finish the dregs, though. Like little yeah. swamp creatures that are at the bottom of this? No way. I'm not yeah. going to try and drink those. They'll try to trick you and say it's like tea leaves or yeah, whatever kombucha is consistent of. Yeah. No. Oh, no. That's the best part for right. you. Yeah. That's where yeah. all the antioxidants lie. So many antioxidants. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. No. <laughs> it probably smells the most like vinegar. That bottom <laughs> 16th of the, of the bottle. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's where the, uh, the alien babies live. <laughs> Dale, have you ever seen kombucha be made? Melissa makes it sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, it's like a, a huge jar in the kitchen and at the bottom is living Belial. That's what it's like. <laughs> Do you need like a starter, like yeast? Yeah. You, it's, that's the thing you got to buy. It's like this jelly monster, mm-hmm. this like thing. Yeah, I was yeah. afraid of that. And like, it's called the mother, I think. And people like will sell those. Oh, please. Chuck, <laughs> don't tell me that. Is it true? Uh, yeah, it's, it's not true. called that. Yes, it is. Melissa Men- Mendez, if you listen to Bat and Spider, no pressure for you. But if you do, can you please just confirm whether it's called the mother? <laughs> I'll, maybe I'll, I'll get her to write in for a very special episode of Bat and Spider. Oh, all right, Dale. All right. Let's do it. We got to go back to the salt mines. Yeah, we got to get back down in there, Chuck. It's been right. a great episode, though, my friend. Yeah. Our two hours of joy uh, for this week are over. Ripped away. Um, and uh, back into the darkness we go. Yep. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Love you. Love you. Love you.
Our theme song was created by Toby Forsman of Whipsong Music. Find out more at whipsongmusic.com. The in-flight movie on the aircraft piloted by Carol, Matt Damon, who claims his passengers think that $300 and a photo ID gives them the right to fly through the air like the Guardian Owls of Legend. (laughs) (laughs) I fucking love it so much.